Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast, uh, sportsethos.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. You can follow us on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. And Lyle was his name-o. And at Ethos Pelicans is the show. Thank you and welcome back. And hello if you're new and... Uh, if you've been on this journey with us for a while, well, strap in because we're in to yet another exciting instalment. And uh, with that, if you could go and give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be fantastic. If not, well, no worries. If it's not five stars, well, keep your opinions to yourself. But because uh, no one likes a, uh, a gossip. But anyway. I digress. What are we here to talk about? The Pelicans home opener kicked off Sunday night, 6 p.m. Packed out, sold out Smoothie King Center. It looked like it was rocking. Uh, we took on the Utah Jazz. And as the title of this episode alludes to, uh, what could go wrong sort of went wrong. It uh, wasn't the 3-0 and start that we thought it was going to be. The, uh, the un- well, the undefeated streak ends, as well as the uh, time in front. The the Jazz got in in front about 30 seconds in. They hit a three to our two, and uh, all of a sudden the, uh, uh, the, the time in front ended at 96 and a half uh, minutes. But we knew that was going to, uh, that was not going to last forever. Uh, the Jazz came in and honestly just outplayed us all over the court. Uh, they... They wanted it more, and I think it was pretty obvious. Uh, we're gonna. There was also a couple of injuries, which we'll go into. Uh, not the best news, uh, but we end up falling 122 to 121 in overtime, uh, and we're gonna break the whole game down today. So let's get into it. So as I said, the Pelicans were visited by the Utah Jazz. Uh, give us our name back, uh, you dogs. But uh, anyway, they. Um, uh, they came and visited, and honestly, we looked lackadaisical. It was almost like we um, we got a bit overwhelmed by the moment. Uh, we came in, it was a bit of uh, a flashback of, of the playoffs. We came in, the Smoothie King Center was rocking, everyone was up and about, and, and perhaps the moment uh, sort of caught us off guard. And unfortunately, the Jazz jumped out to a, a bit of a lead, and we had to arm wrestle back and forth, and... And 26 to 24, end of the first quarter, uh, wasn't the whitewash that we thought it was going to be with a Jazz team that's trying to um, blow it up, trading Rudy Gobert, trading Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how they somehow got better, but uh, now they're 3-0 and on the season and, and close to top of the West, if not on top. Uh, second quarter, they dropped 37 on us to our 29, and we just couldn't stop anything. They put Jonas in the pick and roll and attacked him at every opportunity, and also we suffered a injury to our best player, Brandon Ingram. He, unfortunately, Najee Marshall, who was on and was playing his heart out, uh, had just done a great block, ran back uh, to do a big interception, and unfortunately, Brandon Ingram was underneath him, and his hand slapped across Brandon's face, gave him a blood nose, and... Um, concussion-like symptoms. So, unfortunately, Brandon was out um, for the rest of the game. He tried to come back in right before the end of the second quarter, but was ruled out shortly thereafter at halftime. And, uh, 
Yeah, the guys dropped their heads a bit. As soon as he went off, it was a bit like, oh gosh, here we go. Um, someone else needed to take over and, and no one really seemed confident in doing it, whether that was Zion or CJ in that first half. Jonas was having a, a nightmarish game after that 30 and 17. He couldn't get anything to go in, um, particularly uh, in some instances where he's getting three or four offensive rebounds in the one possession, unable to put the ball in the hole. And uh, as a guy that's been made to play center purely because I don't play with very tall people, uh, that feeling of watching the ball bounce on either side of the rim as you keep slapping it up and down and feel like an idiot, um, resulting in free throws because the ref feels sorry for you, is one of the most horrible feelings that you can feel on a basketball court. And no doubt, uh, when we start our local league back up, I'm going to feel like that again. But when you see a bloke who's seven foot, who's much bigger than everyone else uh, do it, it, you know, it made me feel better about myself. But anyway, um, not so much as a Pels fan. We went into the half and we were down. We were down. Um, and first time we'd had that this season, uh, you know, the last two, we'd had eight-point leads in each game. Uh, in this, we, we were down by a fair bit and we had to fight back. And instead of coming out in the third quarter and really uh, digging in, first three minutes of the third quarter was probably our worst. We, we, we blew it out to about 18 uh, the guys looked dejected. We couldn't get anything to work. Zion was battling. Um, and then we started getting a bit of momentum. And we got a bit of momentum, and the guys were playing really hard, and we're getting up and down the court. There was an awesome lob, uh, half-court lob from CJ to Zion. Blew the roof off. And then tragedy struck, and Zion Williamson gets a ball out the back, and Jordan Clarkson decides that for the first time in his career he's going to play defense and blocks Zion's hammer dunk at, at full extension behind his head um, out of the air. Zion falls, I don't know what it looked like, the height of the rim horizontally and landed on his behind, on his rump, and uh, was out for the rest of the game with a what they're calling a posterior hip contusion, which is a bruised ass uh, for those playing along at home. So... Luckily, he landed on that, not his legs, not his arms. You got a bruised ass, a little corky in there. Well, you know, you get the massage gun in it, get the ice on it, and hopefully it's not too bad. No doubt we'll find out uh, how bad it is in the coming days, but hopefully it's just a, a little little bruise on the tush and he can um, he can be back for, for next game. But again, Zion had got himself 25 points. He actually played the rest of the possession out and then come off. Said he wanted to come back on, but uh, he was ruled out for the rest of the game and for good reason, there's no point. You're in game three. Why are we bothering to put anyone that's a bit sore on? Um, we did see the return of Jackson Hayes. He played about five minutes, didn't really do much at all. Looked like um, he needed a, a bit more of a, a run to get into it, and this probably wasn't the game because it was so um, up and down and, and didn't give him a chance. Also, the rotations were all funky because B.I. And, and Zion were out. Uh, then the fourth quarter struck, and... Willie Green found himself a lineup that wanted to play, and it was led by CJ McCollum, probably his best game as a Pelican, I'm going to say that. I thought he was he was fantastic in that last quarter. Uh, scored something like 11 straight points, led us all the way back uh, from near on 18 down, and they had a six-minute period of no score, and we went on a 12 or 13-0 run, uh, got all the way back. Larry Nance was switched out for... Um, 
Jonas and, and was able to address those pick and roll issues with uh, Jonas in the drop coverage meant that they would just go turn the corner and run straight into his chest, uh, whereas Larry was getting up and switching a bit better, which was a good adjustment. Uh, we also had Herb and I think Najee was in it for a bit, and then it was Trey and Jose as well, I think, were the five uh, from memory. But uh, they those guys battled. They absolutely battled all the way back, uh, got us to final possession where CJ threw it to Herb in the corner, but Herb had pulled a Houdini and was running in to, clash to uh, crash the glass, and uh, we had a turnover. And unfortunately, uh, Herb only hit one of his free throws on the way back again, and we tied it all up and went to overtime. And this is where it got fun. Same group come out, battle their hearts out. We're going back and forth, and it comes down to um, a, a one-point game uh, with Kelly Olenek uh, taking it to the rim and uh, and hitting a little floater after a number of steps, but we're not going to harp on that. The last two-minute report can talk about that, but um, he hit a little layup, and the rest was history. CJ had to run all the way down the court, three seconds, heaved it, um, wasn't any contact or anything on that, and that does include an eye roll on that statement. But um, he he misses and we lose. And again, I am not one of those people that like to harp on about the referees. And, you know, that's, that's an absolute lie. I love to. Um, but this game, we were outplayed by a better side. And the refs weren't good. I mean, they never are, especially when you lose. Uh, but... It was not a game that we honestly deserved to win. For 40 of the of the 50-odd minutes, or however many you play, 53 minutes with overtime, uh, 40, maybe even 45 minutes of that, they were the better side. So, you know, we dug ourselves a hole. We du- uh, luckily dug ourselves out of it, but uh, resulted in, in the L, and we fall to 2-1. Um, but alas, the sky is not falling. The sky is not falling. We're still one more in the first uh, 12 games than we did last year. So two and one is better than one and 12. Uh, that is more. So uh, if we have a look at the team comparison stats, 43% for Utah, 47 for us, 102 possessions we had or attempts. Uh, three pointers, they had 13 of 38, 34%. And we had eight of 27. It was not that we weren't getting good looks, but... We could not get the ball to go in, and it was painful because at times we were wide open, and the only guy that could seem to get it to go in was uh, Trey Murphy consistently. The rest was average, and Brandon did in the first quarter, and then he got injured, but um, yeah, he looked like he was on one that day. Ruined my multi-bet, which was fantastic because Brandon over 20 points and four assists I thought was going to be a pretty good bet, but... uh, and it looked like it was going to be. But anyway, I digress. It's not a betting podcast. Do that in your own time. Uh, free throws, 28 to 22, 82% to 77. Uh, fun stat is that they had five fouls in overtime and we had none. So you chew on that and uh, just have a think about how that mathematics adds up. Assists, 30 to 29 in favor of us. Good ball movement. We were finding the people. We just weren't converting. And unfortunately... Uh, we turned the ball over a bit too much. Points off turnovers. They got 21 and we had 15. Rebounds similar. Steals and blocks all similar. Fast break points. We had 28 to their 13. 
Uh, rebounding battle was close. And the thing about Utah is that they come in with a whole heap of these ex-Timberwolf guys after the Rudy Gobert trade. And all of them are got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I love that Vanderbilt kid. He's tall, athletic. He gave us trouble last year and um, gave us trouble again today uh, at the, the Jazz, just being so athletic. And he's he doesn't do anything besides just be long and athletic. And that just works in spades against our team. I don't know why he has such a um, uh, Pell's killer sort of mentality, but he is very good against us. Um so, with that being said, we'll head over to the box score. Oh, big highlights for them. Larry Markinum with 31, 12, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. He was unreal. Um, after leading Finland to the Eurobasket quarterfinals, which is a feat in itself. There's some good players in there, including MVP Billy Hernan Gomez and uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, and Kelly Olinick had 20 minute, uh, sorry, 20 points as well. Vanderbilt 15, Clarkson 18, and one casualty being Zion Williamson. Um, everyone else sort of just contributed. For us, uh, Brandon Ingram in only 10 minutes had 10 points, one rebound, and one steal. He was four or five from the field, one of two from three. He was absolutely ready to blow the Jazz away in the first quarter, and then cop that knock, which was a shame. Zion, 29 minutes, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and 1 sore buttocks. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 6 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, and 1 steal as well. And his shooting percentage, 2 of 11, 18%. He struggled mightily. He used all of his powers in the last game, which was uh, disappointing. And they just kept running people at him. Uh, Herb Jones fouled out in 35 minutes. He had nine points, four rebounds, one assist. Played a good game, but he's still getting these silly fouls, which I thought we were told were going to go away. Uh, for some unknown reason, touch fouls uh, exist for us, but not for anyone else. I, I don't know. Um, apparently, Herb Jones is too good of a defender, so he needs to be punished for that. But anyway, I'm not going to go into the brains of NBA umpires because what do I know as a lowly... Western Australian podcaster with no experience refereeing, which is true, I don't. Um, CJ McCollum, 40 minutes. He played a lot of minutes, and, and Willie actually talked about that after the game and said, I don't like playing him that much, but we sort of needed him. Uh, he had 28, 4 rebounds, 12 assists, 12 of 25, 48%, 2 of 8 from 3, but 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Had 2 turnovers, 1 was that costly one at the end, but again... Uh, if Herb doesn't move, we may or may not have got a three because he hadn't hit any, so he might have um, he might have hit that one. Who knows? I don't know. What is it? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, Larry Nance had a great game off the bench. It was poster early. I think he had like three posters. He was looking really good. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 of 10 shooting and defended the living daylights out of it. It was great. Trey Murphy, another solid game after my lovely little video on Twitter uh, saying that he was going to have a good one. Uh, 12, uh, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 6 of 11, 3 of 4 from 3. And he is a jet and give Trey Murphy all of the time. I mean, he had 39 minutes, but give him 48. I don't care. Put him on. Uh, Najee Marshall was solid. Um, besides hitting B.I. in the head, he was good. Uh, and that was an accident. I mean, it's that's just a gag. It's not that uh, Najee did any malice because uh, that's his friend. Seven points, one rebound, uh, two steals and a block. And one was a huge block. Jose, seven points, 
three rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. He brought uh, the energy, which was good. And Devontae Graham in 14 minutes was solid. Th uh, three points, one rebound, two assists, one steal, and one block on Walker Kessler, who's seven foot. And Devontae Graham jumped up and blocked him into the next in the next week. It was um, on Sports Center, and all the uh, disgruntled NBA fans got up. What was the score? What was the score though? Why is this in Sports Center? I was like, the whole reason that we get LeBron's stat line every single day. So, anyway, I'm not gonna go into those bloody Lakers, but uh, keep losing for us so we can get Victor Wembanyama. You silly billies. Uh, Jackson Hayes had two minutes and 51 seconds, did absolutely nothing, had a three-point attempt off a curl screen and missed it, and that was all that played. So, uh, all in all, well, in summary, too long, didn't read. Uh, we dug ourselves a massive hole because we didn't play hard enough. We dug ourselves out and then tripped in the hole and fell back in at the end. So, you get that. Uh, and... There was plenty to take away from it. Larry Nance said after the game, "You can't be un, uh, you can't be beaten in hustle. You can't be outworked. It's unacceptable." And I completely agree. I think that is of everything. You're not going to change your game plan. You're not going to. You lost Zion. You lost Bi. That's that's the two asterisks right there. If we want to get down to brass tacks, that's the two asterisks. You have Brandon on. He drops thirty on you. You win by twenty five. You know that's just how it works. There's maths. Um, so, and a whole heap of other stuff could happen, but, you know, we won't acknowledge that um, for the purposes of my uh, example. But um, playing hard and not dropping your head and sticking to your game plan and defending, that's a, that's a mentality issue. And Willie Green can't do anything more than say, work harder. And then you have to go out and do it. And... Of course, he has to make the right adjustments and perhaps he went with Jonas longer than he should have and things like that. But he also can't play Larry Nance 45 minutes because, you know, he's coming off that meniscus. He's still working his way back regardless of what everyone's saying. He looks great and he's looking, he's getting that spring back. But you don't want to run the guy into the into the ground. He's coming off that calf injury as well. Um, let's not overwork him because we need him for the rest of the year. But... Uh, I think that's that's a hard thing is that as guys come back and get fully healthy, maybe the rotation will work itself out. But again, another conversation, different day. Um, so other than that, work harder. And, and that's all these these jazz players did. Is they just worked their behinds off and, and got there. So, you know, that's you, you can't teach... Or you can't motivate people beyond what you do in the locker room and, and rev people up. And then after that, it's on the players. So... We just need to be better and Brandon Ingram needs to come back soon and get his head right. Obviously, you don't want to rush anyone back for a concussion. It's a concussion is a brain injury regardless of what we're taught as children and all the ones that we've suffered throughout contact sports that we've played. Um, make sure that you get your head right. We know the science now and it's not real good if you keep getting them. So uh, rest up, get your head right and, and we'll see you back in against Dallas or whenever you come back. Um, same with Zion, get that ice pack on your tush, get a massage gun into it, get the little corky out and uh, rest that, uh, rest your hip, your posterior hip up and heal that contusion um, and you'll be right as well. And Jackson Hayes will get a few more minutes, I assume, and work his way back in and his elbow will be feeling good, no doubt. And 
we'll all be whole again and, and we'll come out and smash Dallas in a couple of days. But we're going to go to a break. After this, uh, we'll come back, uh, we'll wrap up and preview the Dallas game. And yeah, so I'll speak to you after this. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? That's right, it was the Brewski 150, and you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Fantastic. Well, the Brewski 150 is now available to all Fantasy Monthly members, including the extremely affordable Fantasy Pass at just $5.99 a month. Head to sportsethos.com to upgrade to a fantasy pass now and dominate your drafts. And it keeps getting updated, so you get it and you keep getting more tips as we go. Okay, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here. Uh, Thanks for listening and uh, here to talk about the Pelicans, thus the name of the podcast. Um... Now, I have received, I did put up a little post on on Twitter, and I mean, I gave people about 15 seconds notice uh, that I was recording. I have one comment from Brenton Eckersley, good friend of the show. He's been on here before as part of one of the Australians from South Australia. We have a little group chat going, and uh, it's also in one of my fantasy leagues, and we're not going to talk about the results of this week's fantasy because your man got steamrolled in every single league but that's okay we rebound um he's asked about the referees he wants me to talk about the referees and you know it it doesn't take me much to get going and i know i said at the start i'm not one of those guys that little harp on the referees and whinge about them but they somehow managed to get the free throw attempts even or near on even six different what makes it tough is that if you actually watch the game our players got beat the living piss out of. Every time they went in the paint, Zion, uh, CJ was in there. There was a play where CJ literally just ran into three guys. And they were like, oh, I suppose we better give you a foul, since they literally took bars of soap in a pillowcase and built the living daylights out here. Uh, maybe that is a foul. Uh, Kelly Olenek sliding his feet. Uh, there was a heap of travel calls that were missed. There was, geez, like... Even like our way where there was like plays where they stuffed up possession because they said it went off one player and it was clearly off our guy and we pointed so then they overruled each other and we maintained possession, which I mean, you love as a Pelicans fan, but also get that stuff right. That's like 101. Um, Do your job, but you know, it's not enough of a rant for you, Brenton. I hope so. Just let me know. But um, yeah, in other words, just be better referees. Because you're the most important uh, part of this game. Without you, we can't play. We know that. But we want you up to standard. And, I mean, to expand on this, and this is this is actually has grinded my gears, is the Australian NBL at the moment. It's where my Perth Wildcats play. They've started average. They played woefully on the weekend. Got smashed by about 22 or something. It was just completely unacceptable. Um, and what made it worse is that the referees, we don't. We only have like two full-time referees in this league. The rest are like local guys that just get a call up and a couple of bucks. 
to pay, probably cash or like a canteen voucher or something to ref. And it comes across like that because, to be frank, they're shit um, and completely biased as to where they live or to the degree in the other where they get criticised is that they then swing the other way and become so against the home team that they don't get any calls at all and it just turns into an absolute shambles. So call out to the NBL is go out, hire some umpires, you sell a licence to the NBL for 10, 15 million, you don't have to pay them much, just enough that they're happy to be full-time employees, um, you fly them around everywhere, give them personal training uh, and uh, you know personal development, ongoing training, communication with the league, because that's what's stopping us becoming that second best league in the world. And I think we're really close to it. I think there's there's obviously arguments of the European leagues and stuff like that. But why are all the guys coming out here? Why are the young guys coming out to play for us, the Americans? Because we got good exposure and we're getting so many Australians through. There was 10 Australians in the league on opening night in the NBA. It's unheard of. A whole boomer's side. And... Uh, one of them won't play for us, but I don't think we really care about him at the moment. Um, so yeah, be better. That's well, that's my tip as a um, completely unbiased third party watching from the outside and watching Zion Williamson uh, get punched in the li- in the face every time he touches the ball. But anyway, um, we're not going to ask for him. The players are, are nice guys. They won't ask for the fouls, but I'll ask on your behalf. Fix it. So... There's my referee rant, even though I said I wasn't going to do one. Um, You triggered me into it, Brenton. Now, next game, that being said, next game, we are playing the Dallas Mavericks. I think it's Tuesday night, so not long before we get to see the guys again, which we love. It's 7.30 a.m. for me. Uh, Dallas are 1-1, looking for their second win. We're 2-1 now. Uh, It's going to be an interesting game, I think. They've had a lot of hype about them. Uh, they lost that heartbreaker to the Suns after they uh, they were up by a big, uh, big amount and then just completely choked and, and dropped it. And the Suns aren't good by it. I don't think the Suns are good. Um, maybe they are. But Dallas looked like they were going to absolutely flog the living daylights out of them and then dropped it. Uh, and perhaps that's coaching issues. But that also allows us to know that they choke. So if they get up, we can chase them down. Not that we want to do that. Uh, keys to this one, start fast. Completely in contradiction to what I just said. Start fast, bury them early, get them to drop their heads. Herb will be on Luca. Uh, Christian Wood comes off the bench, so we're going to have to account for him. Uh, and, and that's going to have to go to a guy like Trey, I guess. Or Najee's probably going to get turned at him. And, and maybe um, maybe Herb goes across, depending on how he plays. Uh, it could also be a Larry Nance job, because of similar sort of uh, body types, I guess, being the... Uh, rangier sort of um, forwards but it's going to be interesting and if you let them score in bunches you're going to get buried so we need to make sure we contain it make it difficult for them play our offense play our defense and play hard because if you come out lackadaisical against a side like that you'll be over by quarter time and you won't get a chance to get back in even if they do shit the bed it's going to take um it's going to take a bigger effort than what we put in tonight to um, to really do it. So uh, to really get there and, and take them over, I don't think they're going to lie down, particularly after losing that other one. So we look forward to that one. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. If we get any other news, it'll be on Twitter, I suppose. We'll have a look at. 
um, to see uh, what um, the updates are on Zion and Brandon. Hopefully, it's like a day-to-day thing and they're fine. Do they play Tuesday night? Oof, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it'll be good if they do. But again, you don't win championships in October. You win them in June. You don't win playoff series in October. You win them in April. So, oh, slash May. So, that's what we need to focus on. You've got to bank these wins early, of course. But I think the back end of this uh next few games is more important than the start. So let's get everyone 100% and we'll close this out with a few wins. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. This has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Um, Stay safe and bye.